Hello and welcome to The Value Script, the podcast where we bring value every episode for the everyday person. Today we want to continue a discussion that I just started and went out on a crazy tangent so we didn't actually finish it last time, is how my wife makes me feel sexy. Hey, thanks. Hold I'm on. Glad. That's good. Ice maker. Oh. Uh, previous to shooting today, my wife said, I love your announcer voice. And I it... One of the reasons I really enjoyed that you brought up my voice is I don't necessarily love my voice, but I love that you do. And I love that you pointed that out. And I made me wonder how intentional should we be helping each other feel confident about who we are, how we look, how we present. Now, real quick, is this the first time you've heard that from her in 24 years of marriage? The announcer voice? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think it's the first time I've ever said that. Yeah. yeah. So there's always something new to find. I was just going to say, it's right, kind of funny. Huh? Yeah. We've been married That's for pretty 20, cool. We've been married for 24 freaking years, babe. Right. Well, okay. And on the other side of it too, like, honestly, like I said that, I really didn't think that would be that impactful to you, but, but it meant something to you is all I'm saying. Like, so sometimes, I don't know. I think you have to be very intentional about that. And the more intentional you are, like the better it's going to be because your spouse is going to be like, oh, hey, they're still interested in me. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's, that's I think really that's the same. You throw it off important. as you said that, but really, like, making sure your spouse knows you're still interested in them. Mm-hmm. No, that's huge. That's huge. Like, for real. And, it, and, man, it's not easy. Like, it sounds yeah. easy. It sounds like, oh, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, everybody knows that, right? That's fine. But at the end of a really hard work week when everybody's stressed out and there's kids running everywhere and you got to get food and figure out the house and all the stuff... And then you make time to make your spouse feel special. That's that's when it's hard. And, mm-hmm. it, and it needs to happen. It's one of those things versus motivation versus discipline. Like everybody wants to do it. Everybody's motivated to do that at some point. Yeah. But they trail off on the discipline of continuing to do that. Continuing to court your spouse. Continuing you- to make your, your, your spouse want to be in love with you. Mm-hmm. You do get comfortable with each other. You get comfortable and you just plow into life and it's easy to to forget like, oh, hey, I need to put in some work here, you know, just to, I don't know, intentionality is the best word. Like you just got to be intentional because otherwise if you're not, it just is going to fade away. So how do you do that so well? I just want to like, honestly, honestly, we weren't like that for a long time. We weren't, we, we did get comfortable and we just kind of were living our life together. We really didn't have like major problems. We weren't like, there really wasn't anything wrong, but just, I don't know. We did get caught up in life rather than fighting for a relationship, fighting for not whatever, (laughs) fighting with, (laughs) fighting in our relationship. But, but I think after all that we've been through, like, I just, it feels good to be in love with each other and expressing that to each other. Oh, yeah. It's, it's powerful and it it's healing. I don't know what it is. It's just healing after you've been through. So for me, for example, in one of my previous relationships, I remember getting to a point where, and I don't know if this is a part of <clears throat> at that time, I'm a lot better now, but at the time there was a big insecurity for me personally. So hearing something verbally from my partner was almost like reassuring myself, like, okay, 
Yeah, she still likes me. Mm-hmm. Rather than that demon in my head, you know, the next day where, you know, I'm like, does she still? That's like interesting me? you bring that up. It's like, you know, we say we've been married 24 years and other people hear that and they're like, that's a contract, right? Like, that's like a, it's a thing. It's like an event. It's like, you guys are married. But day to day, it's not guaranteed. You know, it is, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't wake up tomorrow and feel the same way I did today unless I intentionally tried to do that. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, if you don't intentionally try to make your spouse or your partner feel loved and recognized and, and, um, validated, I think that's when those demons start creeping in. Mm -hmm. Right. And a lot of times it's not even intentional. I mean, I don't know anybody, which we have pretty good friends, so. We have a good mix of people that we work with, but um, I don't know anybody that thinks, gosh, I want to make her feel like shit. Yeah, no. <laughs> I want to, you know what I mean? I want to make yeah. her lose her self-confidence. I want to make her feel horrible about herself. But how often do we do that to the people we love the most? Mm-hmm. You know, like how often? And it's not intentional, but by not being disciplined about being intentional in your marriage and about making your spouse and your partner feel what you want them to feel, they just won't. You know, it doesn't there's no magic there's no magic fairy no. that comes around and sprinkles dust on you. No. Then you just feel it. Yeah. Well, and I can think of friends that we have that have been married longer than we have and they're still so flirty and sexy with each other and intentional about that. And and I love it. I love to see couples that just thrive with each other and they're it's not that everything's perfect and roses all the time, but but they're working at it. They're working at having that fire still. And when you don't, when you choose not to let that go, it's amazing. Well, I can see it and hear it from you a lot on the podcast. You know, whenever you introduce her, it'd be like, like as soon as you introduce her, you're like, you look sexy today, or you look great today, or she'll respond to it too, like you look great too. You know, but it's just that little thing. Doesn't seem like a lot. I appreciate. I appreciate that you noticed that. Yeah. 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 No. Just that little thing can help. So I don't know if it if it's more on the guy's side or on a male side that's more critical of themselves. Like, do men think about it more than the female? Like, I would say stereotypically, um, women are under a lot more scrutiny about physical image, appearance, performance, Mm -hmm. and those things. But since you bring it up, I don't know that it's unequal. You know what I mean? Like, I think I've had just as much insecurities about myself, my mm-hmm. presentation, how I look, how I sound, how I present to you. Like, am I enough? Yeah. Did I do a good job kissing you? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. do you get sick of this? Like, do you want, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I think, I, I don't know if one side feels it more than the other because, Fortunately, I've never felt the other side. Yeah. That's what I was getting at is (laughs) I don't know how it feels to be a woman on that side, but I have this feeling deep down all the time of, you know, majority of men want to push to be this alpha, alpha male, alpha male. Yeah. So it's like if, which takes a lot. Right. So I don't know how a woman feels like, is there a alpha woman in a representation oh, of that. Does that yeah, make sense? you got to be like hot and sexy all the time. 
Yeah. Like all the all all the time. Yeah, but Do you, you just feel that natural out of babe. Come on. Like it just like pours out of your skin. He's just... he's good at stuff like this. He really is. He really, really, you really are that. You really are. You really are. He compliments me all the time. All the time. But but there's the side of it of like I I'm honestly like if your husband comes home every day and you're like in sweats and you never do your hair and your makeup and you never like you never put forth effort into like just wanting to look good like that's not fun it's just not like not that you can't relax and just be yourself and oh, it's been a hell of a day and like this is what I got <laughs> that happens yeah. but but that can't be your everyday and sometimes that feels mind. really good just be like hey <laughs> we're gonna come home and wear the flow hose remember flow hose no. Oh, sandals. like the sandals. Yeah. Yeah, the um, you know, but just sometimes but, it is nice to just come home, be relaxed, and not have it be whatever. But that doesn't be in the norm. That's well, and for guys too. I don't know. We've been on like date night before, and you see this girl that's like dressed to the nines, and she's in this guy wearing flip flops and shorts and a wife beater. Like, come on, dude. I don't know. It goes both ways. You you gotta want to look good for each other and put effort into it, and that's I don't know. Do you, you think it's always been like too. that, or is it has it been pushed so hard because of social media? Because social media is just so over the top, you know what, over actually, the top image. materialistic. You know, all yeah. about self image. I do think social media drives a commentary, but I do also think. We're not like leave it to Beaver anymore. You know what I mean? Like the June and whatever Cleaver, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, you have to look perfect. You have to act perfect. You got to. I think social media has actually helped liberate that. It's actually helped vary that. To wow. where yeah. You have more options that are acceptable. You know what I mean? Like you have more options that are desirable. And we have more of an ability to really find out what, you know, we actually have the ability to say, hey, what do you like? Rather than you need to act this way. Yeah, I do see that, but I, I don't know, just as a woman, I totally feel the pressure to not look like a mom that has seven kids. (laughs) That's funny. That's that's what you've always said. Do you remember, do you remember when, when we got pregnant with London? Um, and I walked home. I, I walked home. I didn't walk home. I drove home. I walked in. What? <laughs> she kicked me out because no, <laughs> this is a bigger story. <laughs> we can make that story pretty good. Anyway, I walked in the bathroom and I see this pregnancy test on the counter and we had just had a baby. Like we had like a four she month was old, two months old, three month old. She was, I like, mean, they're 12 months apart. I know all I'm saying. Anyway, whatever. So, yeah, we waited the time, but then we got pregnant right away. And so I walked in and I was like, is that your pregnancy test? No, for real. For real? He goes, whose is that? (laughs) Like, whose else is it going to be? Who else is it going to (laughs) be? I was like, surely that can't be yours. We just had a freaking baby. (laughs) What the heck? And I just started laughing and you were on the verge of tears. You're you're laughing. I was like, what do you want me to do? This is going to be great. I was just what it is. You know, um, totally by surprise. It was nuts. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it was it. hard. Oh, it was so hard. Like those first two years. <sighs> so hard. I think I, I've never had twins, so I don't know if it's harder than twins. I think it was harder than twins because at least twins are doing the same thing. Like I had a toddler that wouldn't walk for six months and I'm she carrying refused. a newborn. Once, <laughs> once her sister was born, she wanted a bottle again. 
She refused to walk. Like, she could walk, and she didn't need a bottle. But then she was like, oh, the baby's got all this stuff. I want it, too. So she'd go steal her bottle, drink it on the couch. Like, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. It was so hard. Anyway, and the messes. Anyway, tangent. Dude, but, the messes. Some of those messes are epic. Do you remember the Nestle quick? Man, one time they crawled up on the counter and pushed off a, like, six-pack bottle of grape crush soda. <laughs> like, so there's glass and soda everywhere. Gosh. They would get the cho- the strawberry quick and go sit in the corner and just like eat it, just covered in there was pink powder pink and powder. That was <laughs> or go into the shower and just get the shampoo and conditioner and just like <laughs> everywhere. That was hard because our shower didn't have a door. It was just you know the snail shower. And <sighs> wow, good times. Lots of things. Anyway, yeah. how did we get started? I don't know. What I, was gonna say. I don't even know where I'm on this tangent. You were talking about. Um, your physical appearance oh yes well okay there's all the stigma right the mom with seven kids she's got to be frazzled as hell like you're late to everything your kids look like they're orphaned and that's what that in that moment when i when i saw the test and i was like hey is this yours and like who's else would it be and i laughed and you're you were like started (laughs) crying and that was your concern I don't want to be the stressed out mom. I, do. I don't want to be the woman that's maxed out and not keeping up. Like, I don't want to be inadequate. Yeah. I did. I wanted to be a good mom. I didn't want to be, and I knew it was going to be hard and it was hard. You it know, what's, okay. you know, what's weird is this, I, this is just how I'm perceiving everything. I could be wrong. Is the mother doesn't want to look maxed out and stressed for the world. Going in public places, stuff like that. For me and a man, and from the just in a male perspective, we criticize ourselves just solely for the the one woman. Like I don't like I don't see it as you are criticizing yourself by like another guy in the gym or you know how other people look at you. It's all about how she looks at you. I would say for me. <clears throat> How she looks at me is the most important thing. Yeah. Right. Um, however, I do have a hell of a self-critical voice and I do compare myself to the guy in the gym and yeah. I do compare myself to the guy with the private jet and I do compare myself with the guy that's driving a Maybach and I'm not, you know, like I do, yeah. right? Like I yeah. do, yeah. I do. And I do that not because, not because of jealousy or because of anything else then I want to make sure I achieve all the excellence I can. And those things help drive me there. You know, mm-hmm. looking at somebody that's doing something better than you, you're like, hey, how can I do that? Rather than being jealous that they have it. So I guess for me, the stigma is a little different, right? Yeah. Like yeah, I yeah. do feel the pressure, but I don't feel, I don't necessarily feel the comparison game. You know, like I don't, yeah. I, I don't, you're, I don't walk up like, to the next bald guy and be like, dude, my head's shinier than yours. Yeah. You know, like I don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't feel. You don't feel that from the opposite way of like, oh, I'm better than so-and-so because of X, Y, Z. Like you, that is not you at all. You are not judgmental in that way or critical of other people in that way. But it's just, it's the internal dialogue that you're really hard on yourself. Not having that I wish mindset, but rather than the, how do I get to that? How do I get there? That's my mindset. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay. I want that yacht. Yeah. So just sound, you know? <laughs> like I said earlier, it just sounds like you're hungry. You yeah. want to strive for more. And I don't know. How's that for How's that for you, though, from a woman's standpoint? Like, as far as being in public, comparing yourself, like you've said, it's brutal. It is hard. 
It is really hard. And it's hard too because I don't know. Like, I don't look terrible. I really, I really don't. Like, I look great. Me? You look I look phenomenal. I look great. And, and, but <laughs> I know. Well, I'm, thank you. But you didn't even wear the outfit I was trying to get you to wear because it was so damn sexy. Naughty. Oh my gosh, it was so good. Oh. <laughs> that conversation earlier was hilarious. Yeah. I'm going to make you put it on in a minute. Anyway. Whatever. Stay tuned for next episode. <laughs> Where we actually have a lot more viewers than we did last week. <laughs> so funny. No, but it is it is hard to not, com- not compare myself to... And there's always some. There's always somebody who's gonna look better, yeah. do something yeah. better, be better at keeping their house clean and having their kids look a certain way, and their kids are accomplished at X Y Z. And I mean, there's always something like there's always gonna be stuff. somebody with better hair. Yeah. I mean, I have had to come to realize that there's always <laughs> gonna be somebody with better hair. <laughs> it's yeah. just a fact. I don't. So I don't want to take this into another tangent, but I recall from a episode a long time ago i believe it what you were talking about the church and how judgmental people are mm-hmm. just in the sense of you know the way the reason why i thought about this is you said you know her kids are a certain they she gets her kids a certain way she dresses a certain way like it made me think of when you brought up the church it's almost like there's like, an expectation of presentation or an expectation mm-hmm. of performance that you don't want to disappoint your social circle with yeah right is that what you're saying like, yeah well, and that's what i'm getting at yeah. so okay so there's another side of that too though for me like i didn't want to be a frazzled mom of course you know to the world but i also i felt like i was a really good mom and i you, didn't i wanted to be that for my kids i didn't want to be stressed out and like you are phenomenal hey, by the way I, that was one thing that before the last tangent i was going to say is you are a phenomenal mother thank you you are a Thank phenomenal you. mother. And we have beautiful and amazing children because of that. Thank you. Yeah. They really are amazing. I don't know. They're, great kids. They're amazing. amazing. They're amazing. Our kids are so good. They're so good. But yeah, no. And and honestly, like <laughs> when when we're looking at that pregnancy test and I was like, these babies are going to be 12 <laughs> months apart. Like that was, that was really hard for me because I just, it was really important to me to be a good mom and be a good wife. And I was like, how am I going to do this? Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. was tough. That was yeah, I remember hard. your back went out when like we had like a six month old and an 18 month old and mm-hmm. you can't move. I could not was, walk. Oh man. Well, this whole thing tough. makes me think of just in the sense of, okay, well this addition to my life now is when I show up like, you know, at church, when I show up at school, when I show up at, you know, uh, parent-teacher conferences and everyone's looking at each other, you know, like, what are their kids like? Oh, they're dressed like that. You know, like, how do they act? And it's like, there's mm-hmm. so much critiquing going on in the world Well, now. I mean, some of that's natural, though. I mean, yeah, it doesn't yeah. always have to be, I don't know, people are mean to each other. We just need to be nice to each other. I mean, yeah. like, if I showed up in a football uniform to dentistry tomorrow, it's going to be like, what the hell's wrong with that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, there's a social expectation of what you're supposed to look like as a doctor. You know? Yeah. You know? And there's a social expectation of what you're supposed to look like as a mom. And there's a social expectation of what it's supposed to look like to be a good husband and provider. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's some... It, it's only bad if you let it be bad. And it's only bad 
if the focus is on the look rather than the, the, the package and the right. depth and the person. Yeah. I had a really, really good, I don't know even what to call it, but a confidence boost, a realization that I had. You know, I was <laughs> sitting in church one Sunday and I mean, we were frazzled getting out the door and I can't remember, like the little girls didn't have their hair done or something. And um, I was like kind of being hard on myself for that. And then I just thought, like, if anyone knew what it took me to get here this morning and to be sitting on this row, like, I don't know, they would, I would have all the recognition or whatever that I, that I was, felt like I was missing out on. But, but we do that to ourselves. We beat ourselves up over stupid things, but it's like, goodness, it was, took a lot of effort to get here and. Who cares if everybody doesn't look perfect? Like, just doesn't just yeah. doesn't matter. Something yeah. that does not matter, but yet we beat ourselves up. It's know. kind of the struggle for me my whole life is being okay living the life you're living. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and it's it's not to say you should be comfortable in mediocrity. That's not what I'm saying. If you're showing up, you're doing your best, you're killing it every day, you know you are doing everything you can as a man to provide and to protect and to make your wife fall in love with you. If you're doing everything that you know you can, like, dude, at the end of the day, like, just have some grace. Yeah. Love yourself. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and I think women, I don't know, I think women have the reputation for being harder on themselves. But I also think it's an epidemic in men's mental health that like we are just hard on ourselves. You know what I mean? Like if I'm not driving as cool a car as you are, I'm like, what's wrong with me? What did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? Exactly. You know? Um, And, and it's like I said, it's, it's one thing to allow those things to motivate you into a better sphere and to help you succeed and move forward. But it's a whole other thing. If you're kicking ass and you're doing everything you can, like, dude, that's where you need to be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, give yourself some grace. Give yourself some love. And the results are going to come. Just don't quit. Yeah. You know? And it's so hard. Sometimes that's what makes you quit. And yeah. you're just like, I'm never going to get there. Never going to be enough. Yeah. That has been my internal struggle my entire life. Mm-hmm. That, that huge inferiority complex. It's kind of funny. Nobody that I explain that to seems to understand what I mean. Right. <laughs> but it's, it's, but it's it, it really drives it's, me, though. It's you know? that stigma of always wanting more. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like everyone, everyone that strives for success is always going to want more. Yeah. No matter the level. And you push yourself to do it too. Like it's, I don't know, it's your dream. You know, that's beautiful too, but but also at the same time, when you get to the top of the mountain, like take a few minutes and just be grateful <laughs> and see what you accomplished and, and recognize this is what I'm not the so beauty. Good at. <laughs> right, recognize the beauty that, that you have. Because I don't, that's one thing that kind of makes me sad about your mindset, to be honest. It's beautiful and it's amazing and it drives you, but at the same time, like, like, you're incredible. Just all the things that you've accomplished like, and you don't see that within yourself sometimes. Like celebrate where you came from. Right. right. Do you remember right. when we, we lived in our, we first came back to Arizona and we were sitting in that cul-de-sac and there was this guy that lived across the street from us and he worked for the Department of Corrections. 
And I told you I was jealous of that guy. Mm-hmm. And you were like, why in the hell like, <laughs> are you going to be jealous of this guy? And I was like, because he's content. Look at him. He's happy. Like, yeah. he is. He's got his RV. You know, he's got a suburban home. Like, that dude is, like, just cruising. Like, he is happy. Yeah. I will never know what that feels like. To be content. There was a story about Alexander the Great, and he was walking the streets, and he came across a man that was sitting on the... uh on the street and he goes, do you want some money? He goes, no. He's like, do you want food? He goes, no. He goes, what do you, do you want anything? He goes, I want you to move. He goes, why? He's like, you're blocking the sun. <laughs> 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 the way my view, I knew that's where I was going. Yeah. Like how beautiful is that? Right? Yeah. It's all about perspective, you know, it goes awesome. back to, I, just, I keep saying it every time it goes for me, it goes back to gratitude. Yep. Like, just find the gratitude in the day. Like, some days it's, damn, dude, it has been damn hard the last few weeks for me. Um, mm-hmm. It has been hard. Yeah. And there has been a lot of attacks, I feel like, personally, professionally, um, all over the place. And still finding a way to come home and be happy. Like, the only way that's possible is if you look at the good you have. And yeah. you're grateful for it. And you celebrate it. And you want to create it tomorrow. I also mm-hmm. think it's a, it's really good, for example, just to have this podcast, like expressing these things out loud yeah. with somebody is so helpful. So not everybody has the ability with like a platform like this with, you know, just the three of us at this table, even, right. you know, just for talking sure. about it. One thing we should probably do an episode on mm-hmm. is how hard it is for me to show up <laughs> to do this damn podcast. <laughs> like, hey, Justin started, freaking, like I, I, I am grateful to you because I paid you to do one main thing and that was to push me to do it. And I continue to do that because dang, dude, I get so insecure about stuff. It I took like just, a year and a half before we, it's all anxiety, man. It. Like my anxiety is out of control. It's like yeah. man, before we shoot, it's like, what are we going to talk about? What if it's not good enough? What if yeah. <laughs> I think, I think one thing that might be good to share is um, since we started talking about it and then we kind of went off on a tangent, but we love our tangents. And um, I think it's important to communicate with the person you love. And if you have an insecurity or if you know they do have an insecurity, that you help them with it. And you help them just with gentle reminders every day. Baby, you look beautiful. You know, you look amazing. You're killing it as a mom. Our kids are phenomenal. You know, just it, it's good to intentionally say those things. And another thing that's so powerful is writing that down. Mm-hmm. Write it down and send a note. There is something like the day of email and e-information and social media and everything's on a screen. Mm-hmm. You get a letter from somebody. Like our eight-year-old just made a card and put it on my sink. I came home. I'd had one of the worst days. And it just made me melt because I knew right then she loved me so much. So I think it's really important to be intentional and help your partner overcome their insecurities. Don't add to them. You know, that's not a way. Like if your wife's got a few extra pounds, it's not a good idea to tell her she's fat. <laughs> it's just not, you know, like, but we can be honest about things and we can talk about and help provide solutions. But it's also important to really look past what's wrong and point out what's right. Help your partner not have insecurities because of your assurances and your confidence that you place in them and the way that you love and believe in them. Mm-hmm. And with that, I think it'd be a good place to cut. Yeah, it's good. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We invite you 
to like, share, and subscribe. Turn on your notifications bell, and we'll be back with another episode of The Value Script that you're going to love, that you're going to want to tell your friends about.